Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What did you say about collaboration? We're in for a treat for the next couple of hours. It's been a while since I had an opportunity to share the radio airwaves with these two guys, two of my best friends on planet Earth, Tom Thayer, Ron Coomer with us. I'm Zach Zaidman. We're here until 5 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score broadcasting live from the Hyundai studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And we want you to be a big part of the show as well at 312-644-6767. The score listener line is powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Tom and Coombe are joining us on the score hotline presented by Alpamonte Ford. Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or AP Ford. And guys, before I say hello to you, can I share a story of us texting yesterday in order to make this happen? Because it's it's one of the coolest things that that could happen via one of those group text messages. So, you know, I'm staring out at the lake and it's, it's, I don't know, maybe in the 30s and sunny, which is like summer in Chicago in March. And the ice has melted, so you can actually see, as Pat Hughes would describe, the steel blue color of Lake Michigan. And there's no snow anymore on the lake. And all of a sudden, Coombe says, yeah, I'll, I'll join you guys. And he sends a, a picture of Clearwater Beach, because he's down in Florida. And it's a beautiful picture. And then... A few seconds later, Tom says, yeah, I'll I'll join you guys, too. Look at where I am. And he's in Maui and just a picture perfect day in Maui. I mean, aren't they all? And Coombe texts, all right, Tom, you beat us all. (laughs) You win. I, you know what? I, I think what any beach you're sitting on is going to be a nice picture. And I, you know, I keep considering what the the people in the Chicagoland area that what they had to face in February, and I did feel guilty as I sat here in Hawaii, and um, you know I had a standard joke. Someone would say, "How is it?" and I'd say, "Well, it's 82, but it feels like 83." And um, <laughs> so, I, I you know it, through the good through the good fortunes of life, I have an opportunity to come out here. But um, I come out here with my idea of surfing every day and. It's a, I think that's a key ingredient to what keeps me mentally healthy after football is long gone. But you still have that pit, that you know, that nervousness, that desire in the pit of your stomach to do something active, even though I'm almost too old and washed up. But I, I still enjoy the opportunity to do it out here. He I definitely won, Z. Yeah, no, he definitely he won. won. But it's it's not like you're in in, in some place that's uh, that's that's not fun to be in. I mean, you're living the life in Clearwater too, I imagine. No, it's very nice. As Tommy said, we you know we we both played a long time, and you you know you appreciate and you you know understand the the issues from growing up in Chicago. 
um, of, of living through a winter of Chicago. And we've been fortunate enough to be able to, you know, have a place somewhere where it's warm and, and go where your body doesn't ache all winter long and things like that. So, you know, where Tommy surfs, I bike and play golf and, um, and enjoy the warm weather. So it's been nice here in Clearwater. So, yeah, we, we've been pretty fortunate. And, Z, we've been able to listen to you call DePaul games and host some shows. So sorry, but, you know, <laughs> you, 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 someone's got to work every day, and that's you. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you're going to hey, have Coom, to work. Yeah, go you, ahead, Tom. You, Coom, the, the mayor of Maui is Mike Victorino, the father of Shane Victorino. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm sure that you've had to cross paths with him because oh, I, yeah. I, I, I still see him out here. And I rem- I met Shane when he was going to high school out here of going up to their high school to do a speaking involvement with all of their uh, male and female sports teams. So it's kind of interesting how, you know, you have the different uh, these guys that come from, you know, grow up in these islands and then have extreme success like Shane was able to enjoy. It's a, it's kind of neat when you get to meet the father and the role that they play. And, you know, whether you're from Lockport, you're from Joliet or Maui, you know, you always have those important influences in your life in order to, you know, to get wherever you're going to go. Yeah, there's no doubt. Shane was a very, very good player. Um, his second home probably was here, Tommy, in Clearwater Beach because he was a Philly for many years. The Phillies complex is just right down the street um, from where I'm at. I'm on the beach here in Clearwater, and you just go five minutes up the road is their complex. So he spent a lot of time here in Clearwater. But great player, great guy, big personality, had a lot of fun playing our game. I, I think we would have enjoyed him being our teammate. Zach Sadman, Tom Thayer, Ron Cooper with you on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Before we get to the sports, Coom, did you hear who Tom Thayer met last weekend? Well, I a little birdie told me that um, kind of this namesake, is that is that what we're going with this? <laughs> Tom Thayer met Tommy Thayer. And as somebody who grew up with the band Kiss, you know, as a, as, as a young person, is that the same guy, Tom? Yes, yeah, it is, Kumi. You know, I, I've, I know that we have crossed paths before, um, kind of coming to the same location here in Maui. And so it was the first time that we actually got to both be here at the same time. So have knowing of him for quite a while and having some mutual friends, it was neat to have an opportunity to run into him and, and meet him. He's the lead guitarist of KISS, and his name is Tommy Thayer. And, um, you know, we're kind of polar opposites, even though we're the, so he's got a full head of hair that looks like he's in his <laughs> 20s, and I'm on the balder side of things. So we're the polar opposites, even though we have the same names, two completely different industries of life. And, um but had a chance to sit and have a conversation, have some you know conversations on the beach with him over a week's time, and uh, was it was a big thrill to meet him, and um, you know uh, just all the success that he's been able to have, and I know that we'll all be have a standing, uh, we'll be on the guest card for the next Kiss concert in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. All right, so where do you guys want to start, baseball or football? Because I have some ideas, because I think you guys can both relate to this. So, obviously, the biggest story here is we didn't even know that this would even be a possibility. But once Russell Wilson's agent said that the Bears are one of the four teams that I would want to be traded to. Now, I'm, I'm not demanding or asking for a trade, but if a trade were to happen, since I have a no trade clause the Bears would be one of the four teams that I'd accept to trade to. To me, on the outside, that's essentially asking for a trade, isn't it, Tom? Well, it is. I, I think, too, is if, if Seattle was willing to give him everything that he's been asking for, in terms of being prod, part of the process of evaluating personnel – um, he's always he's already talked about being sacked 394 times. So if, if they were able to help him in the areas that he's requesting, 
I think that he is perfectly content with finishing his career in Seattle. And, and everybody knows out in the Seattle area, Pete Carroll, the head coach, they know what an asset he is to the football team and how that he can take control of an offensive game plan, fatigue the defense to a point that he's in total control in the fourth quarter. However, because of the enormity of his contract and some of the contracts that uh, other guys are getting, if you can't give him the supporting cast that he feels like he needs to be successful in terms of the offensive line and the protection, um, maybe he is looking for an out. But then on the other side of that, if, if I have a player at 31 years old is concerned about the abuse of the game or w- what he's taken, now is that the guy that you're willing to give up potentially three first-round draft choices for? So there's a lot of different positions that you can take in this race i love russell wilson i i admire everything that he's done throughout his career um but when you're talking about football and the lifeline of a football player you really have to look at what are their concerns at this point that's bringing them out of a perennial super bowl playoff contender you know to mention as one of the four teams he'd possibly go to so Kuma, when, you, you when you look at that and you take those scenarios, and then, Tommy, I don't know the financial situation of, of how cap hits hit teams, but from what I've read, and I don't know if this is correct, so the, the Seattle group would take a $31 million cap hit for next season if they let him go. Is that correct? Yes. How and, do you and, and let... That's a- your franchise guy go then if he if you're going to take a 31 million dollar cap hit and let him go i i I don't understand how that's even a a possibility you know i guess the only thing is is that then you'd have to like sweep next year under under the rug for seattle and then whatever assets you are able to get in place of russell wilson are do you have the ability to go from to that from that point to setting your team up in the mm-hmm. in the quarterback position for the next 10 years after that so i i just do think that um you know you, you'd have to take a, a lot of both the financial side and what you're going to get out of it and what you're going to be able to become if you do take that hit or if you are willing to trade a you know what everybody you know he he's, he has consideration of a franchise quarterback so you just don't have uh this happened very much but now in the you get this a lot of these um, quarterbacks are outspoken because they want the team to be the best possible team they can be while while they're there and I think that's what Russell Wilson's concerns are I just find it fascinating that again you have an elite quarterback who is interested in coming here but I just think, and Coombe listed just one of the many factors that would make it very difficult for it to happen. I I don't think it would be because the Bears aren't willing to give up a whole bunch to get Russell Wilson. They obviously would. I mean, Ryan Pace has swung big in the past, and I'm sure behind the scenes he's probably doing everything he can to try and convince Seattle to make a trade. But there would be consequences because Seattle has to takes a huge cap hit the Bears, if they acquire Wilson, now he's due $19 million. The cap's gone down in number, which is a rarity because of the pandemic. You'd have to end up cutting some key contributors on the team in order to be able to make the salary cap work going forward. So it, it, it's going to be hard to make this deal happen. And that's why I think it's unrealistic, which leads me to what is realistic you know, I don't even think the Bears know who really will be available this offseason. I was listening, Tom, to, to you talk to Ryan Pace on Bears All Access, and there are so many other veterans that could become available around draft time, maybe after the draft when picks are made and teams end up with new quarterbacks. That That's why Pace keeps talking about being able to quickly adapt and pivot. Yeah, um, I, you know, I quickly adapt and pivot. 
Is that still going to give you a year's luxury of not winning because you're bringing a new quarterback into the system and that the, every time they bring a quarterback in for the last 100 years of the NFL, they always talk about how you're going to have to forgive them through that first season when they're learning the system, all except Tom Brady. He's not the, You're not going to get Tom Brady, but he's the one guy that's been able to transfer experience and winning into winning the, the, the Super Bowl. So that's what... That's why, um, and I know it's probably not popular, that's why I've always been a supporter of bringing Trubisky back. Because you're talking about a, a one-year deal. It's, it's either a, a prove it or, you know, you're probably going to move on anyways. You're not giving anybody the luxury of time in order to go through a, a teaching year of, to a new quarterback. So, uh, again, I know that's why I still when I talk about it all the time, all through last year, that I, I have patience of development. So what I saw, what Tris, Trubisky was able to do, um, and with the running game that is productive, and David Montgomery is a good running back, uh, you know, I just it makes me nervous when, when when all the conversations of all the quarterbacks out there, Zach, because they're talking about 17 teams having new quarterbacks going into this season. So, you know, you're going to have to include a lot more guys on that list than Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and then whomever follows in falls in the line after that. You know, Coom, because when I when I look at Alex Smith, for example, and I'm bringing mm-hmm. him up for a reason because of what Tom just talked about, how. You know, if you're going to have a quarterback with a new team, there isn't anyone that knows the offense that Matt Nagy wants to run that's currently available any better than Alex Smith. But you can't trust his health. I think that's a big issue. And the other thing is, I don't think he's, I don't think he wants to be a backup or a mentor. You don't go through 17 surgeries over the course of two years of rehab to try and come back. But I don't believe that's the right answer for the Bears. You, you, the guy's going to be 37 in May. Yeah, when you're, when you're talking about Alex Smith and you see the, the unbelievable rehab and just what his leg looked like in the middle of that process to getting back in the field, first of all, that's a miracle. That's just a, a modern medicine miracle to get him back on the field. I just still, when you see that story, it amazes me. Um, if he's gonna, I think at his at his point, Z. If you're gonna have a guy that's gonna run around in that sport, I just don't know how he would be able. How you would think you're gonna get. 17, 18 starts out of that guy, 19 starts out of a guy that's had that kind of injury. So, you know, that would that's a tough one for me, and you hope he does. Um, but just from somebody who's had major knee is- issues all of his career, and you take mine, and they were minor compared to what happened to him. Um, I, I just think that would be a very difficult thing. But that offense, Tom, with that offense that they're trying to run, doesn't that put – the pressure on the quarterback to use his legs more, isn't that one of the things that is really, you know, part of the offense is the quarterback having the athletic ability to also be able to run the ball? Oh, 100%. You know, that's the way when Russell Wilson was introduced into the NFL, his legs were as much as the threat in the fatigue part of the game is his ability to see and throw it efficiently in in what he does. And I thought that was one of the, you know, the key contributors to Mitch's resurgence late in the season that along with a complimentary powerful running game from the interior of the offensive line, he was able to execute a little bit of the outside edge running threat that really controlled the defense a little bit more. You, you efficiently could put people in place. And so your quarterback position came as much of a threat as to running the ball as David Montgomery would. And then going back to Alex Smith, which, listen, man, I, I admire this guy as much probably as much as any rehab, any comeback in the history of the game. But I also, I don't want him to play, I wouldn't want him to, I almost don't want him to play football anymore. Because when I look at his leg and what it's become after all of the surgeries, 
it would it would scare me to death if he ever suffered another injury on that leg and then you know then everybody's oh my god I can't believe he's injured I can't believe you were letting him play I can't believe you passed him through his physical and you know all those types of things so um you know again you know talking about Mitch's athleticism I still I still think it's a threat and I still you know but so is the athleticism and the confidence of Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson so you know Kum, you better be able to threaten the defense by the willingness to run the ball and it's not something you got to do every play you just got to do it when you need it the most all right we got to take a time out here when we come back we have some calls for you guys because people want to talk to both Tom Thayer and Ron Coomer. And we'll also talk a little bit uh, about baseball. Coom, have you been noticing what Nico Horner has been doing so far this spring for the Cubs? We'll discuss next. Tom Thayer is along. So is Ron Coomer. I'm Zach Zaidman. You're with us as well at 312-644-6767. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Zach Zaidman joined by Tom Thayer and Ron Coomer on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, we're here until 5 o'clock. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. I know a lot of you have calls for both Tom and Coom, so out to the phone lines we go. Dan in DeKalb, you're on the score. Hi, Dan. Hey, what up, guys? Um, okay, so this question goes for whoever, you know, has got the best opinion because I know that a lot of Bear fans are going to kill me for saying this, but let's say the Bears do tra- successfully trade for Russell Wilson. You're going to mortgage off a good chunk of the future, I think, at least to get that kind of caliber quarterback. Why if You don't make that kind of trade and not extend Nagy and Pace to give him time to grow this team. And, I mean, like, there's, like, no argument against it either because it's, like, some of the reports that are coming out specifically name Nagy as a reason why Russell Wilson is willing to come here. So I don't think Russell accepts the trade knowing that Nagy is, you know, on a one-year deal or about to get fired. I think he only accepts the trade after uh, he knows that Nagy's got a little bit of time to build his offense around him and they're able to get players to play on the team. What do you guys think? Uh, you know, Dan, I 
think it's a great point, and it's kind of a point that we are beating around the bushes that when you do bring in a quarterback, there's always a year of that growth expectation time that it's almost a given in the NFL. And if they do bring in Russell Wilson here, although you probably expect the quarterback play to be improved significantly with his experiences and being around the type of RPO offense, um, but um, you're, you're – you're talking exactly right, Dan, about I think a quarterback would want the luxury of knowing that he's going to be inside the same system at least two years to prove everybody right, prove that they got the right quarterback, prove he's in the right system, and prove it's the right system that's being run by Coach Nagy. So I, I think Dan is correct on um, his uh, what he's thinking about the quarterback position. I'd love to have that problem. <laughs> right? I mean, if, if Russell Wilson is your quarterback, I will take every single problem that comes along with adding a proven premier elite guy. This isn't like adding Jay Cutler in 2009 when you had a guy who was promising because of his skill set and you thought that he would eventually develop into uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Here you have a proven commodity, a guy who has routinely led his team to the playoffs. He's been in the biggest situations, and he's coming off a season at the age of 32 that if he put up those numbers with the Bears, he would set single-season passing records in nearly every major category. Yeah, but Zach, right now you're talking about the Bears. They're solid at tight end. They're solid on the offensive line. They're solid at the running back position. They have so much uncertainty at the wide receiver position, what plays an important role in the success of any quarterback, whether you're talking about Mitch to Russell Wilson. And really right now, Darnell Mooney is the only guarantee that you have out there. Anthony Miller what he did in the last game of the year to get thrown out. Javon Wims, what he did during the season to get thrown out. Um, the uncertainty about Allen Robinson. And then you hope there's a guy that in the developments, excuse me, there's other guys in the development stages. So, you know, that there's a yeah. lot of other things that you have to get right in order to give Russell Wilson, you know, the tools to work with to, you know, to grow his game. Yeah, it is a, a fascinating point because if you bring in Russell Wilson, the reason that he wants to come to the Bears is because of the infrastructure that's in place. And it's been assumed that next year is a, a prove-it year for both the GM and the head coach. But if you acquire the franchise quarterback, isn't that alone proving something big? I mean, that, that's, that's been the biggest thing that's been missing. Tom, you played on some of the best teams in Bears history, but because you couldn't find an answer at the quarterback position, there were many years that were unfulfilled. That, to me, if you're able to solve that position, ultimately, I think you can live with some of the other issues because everyone is going to be better off because you have a legit answer at the position. Right. But, you know, during this, our, our careers, I don't, I don't know what it's like for baseball and Coom, but it, it's in football. Mm -hmm. You know, 10, 10 years ago, Coom, if you were a 31-year-old quarterback, they were looking to replace you because you were on the downside of your career, whether you liked it, whether it was told to you or you believe it. Nowadays, when you get the Drew Brees and you get Aaron Rodgers and you get Cam Newton and you get Brady and you get all these elder statesman quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, that are still productive. So now you start thinking differently about a 31-year-old quarterback than you did 10 years ago. Do you, do you think, this is just my observation of the NFL, is the league has protected the quarterback position to the extreme that it allows these guys to play a lot longer just by, by just protecting the way they get hit? I mean, the guy that the Bears brought in when you were there, Jim McMahon was getting clobbered and, and being you know, marked as the marked guy to take out of a game in some of the injuries he played with. And I don't know how you feel about Jim, but, you know, as a fan, I watched those games and the hits he would take. These guys just aren't taking those hits the same now. And is, does that, is that the reason why they're allowed to 
to extend their careers because, you know, they're just not taking these horrific blasts. I mean, these car accident type hits at the quarterback position. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's everything. It is the protective nature that they've surrounded around the quarterback. It's the limiting hit area. It's the timing of the hit, any contact to the head. But there's also, you know, when we are there and once the offseason started, they had no control of you and they had no uh, they had no visual on you to see how you were working out, see how mm-hmm. you were eating and all that. And nowadays with OTAs, with the uh, provided diet they offer you, with that type of education, they are they put you in a better spot during the season with the protection, but also during the off season by making sure that you're you're working out up into the standards that they expect for you, and you're also more health conscious. Um, like all these guys, and you hear all of them talk about it, with Russell Wilson and his private chef, to Aaron Rodgers cutting cheese out of his diet, to Drew Brees having the training regime that he has, to what Cam Newton and Brady put themselves Brady. through in order yeah, to Brady, be in the, I mean, in the, yeah. Right. So, so that's what I think. I mean, I think all these guys, they had they – they put more into themselves in the off season to make sure they're healthier during the season at a later age. Yeah, the three day works. workouts and then body by Budweiser isn't <laughs> cutting it right now. In the, no. in the <laughs> <laughs> Zach Sadman, Tom Thayer, Ron Cooper with you here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score three one two six four four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number. I, I think. To me, that one of the, the more fascinating aspects of this offseason for the Bears is the fact that it's just assumed that the Bears have said goodbye to Mitchell Trubisky. Even though, Tom, we haven't heard them say that. I mean, you spoke to Ryan Pace. You heard the Zoom conference the other day with both Pace and Matt Nagy, and it, they didn't shut the door on Trubisky's tenure as a bear. Right. I, you know, I don't think they're going to provide any information this early in the NFL calendar year in, in order to let another team kind of get a feeling of what direction they're pointing. And so, you know, you still have a young, a young guy like Mitchell Trubisky and, you know, you still have certain rights to him. But again, because of there's so many quarterbacks out there, that are going to be moved around from, you know, former first rounders to young guys at the beginning of their career to older guys like Russell Wilson at the the second part of their career. And I I just think that, you know, there's so much uncertainty because of there's there's an array of quarterbacks out there. Now you think, did Jameis Winston improve in New Orleans to the point that he could come aboard and he could develop into that next level of what was expected out of him? Because when you look at Jameis Winston at the end of his time in Tampa to the end of the year in New Orleans, physically he looks like a different quarterback. Everybody knows that he's a gifted athlete. So there's a lot of question marks about you know, some of these uh, double-tier guys, Marcus Mariota, for example, that now they've been around a couple teams. Um, scouts have a different reflection of them that they, they've had earlier. So let me ask this question. Here's something that's off the, little, off the train of thought that we've been going down with Trubisky. When I look at the NFL and you look at, as Zach, you pointed out, the, the most important position in pro sports right now in team sports is the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Starting pitcher on his day, but he only plays once a week. The quarterback, I would agree, is the number one position in team sports. So when you, when you, do, when you take him out midway through the season and he gets pulled out of the starting lineup as, as your draft pick and as your guy that you've leaned on and you've put the franchise behind him, then you, then things don't work out with Foles. You put him back in, and then he has some spurts where he plays pretty well. I mean, I watched every game, and he, he did some good things and used his legs as Tommy was talking about and all those things. But that is the, that is the front office thing to me, Tom, and I won't put you on the spot you know, with this question, but I just feel like 
when you when you start manipulating that quarterback position to the point where public opinion has flipped on him and what you're doing because you've taken him in and out of the lineup and then yeah there's there's all this talk it it to me as a former athlete it almost eliminates him from from your options because of of the way it was treated throughout the regular season and now if if you were to say if you're the bears and say we like trubisky we're going to go with him next year that's going to be a, a a storm in chicago of media and people just zach you'll have plenty of phone calls because there'll <laughs> be a lot of them when when if when and if they they throw that out there and i just think that's that's a, a front office thing and that would be very difficult to do at this time when you've kind of, you know, if you were thinking you might want to keep him, didn't that decision have to be done when the season ended and say, he's going to be our guy for one more year. We're going to sign him. Now you're almost too late the way I look at it. You know, Dog, there's one example of when they, Joe, when the Ravens did it to Joe Flacco and they let his contract run out, and they said, okay, we're going to sign you for one year, more year, and it's going to be a maker to break it, and then he goes and leads the team to the Super Bowl. Right. Um, so you you have that example. To me, what you know, when I think about last year and this year, so if last year, if they had the real offseason, if they had OTAs, if they had five weeks of training camp, if they had four preseason games, if they tripled the amount of reps that each of the quarterbacks would have gotten throughout the course of training camp, and it would have you know, leveled the playing field a little bit in terms of knowing the system because Mitch had a, obviously had a better understanding of the system than Nick Folds did. So would that have changed the outcome of the quarterback uh, derby last year because of you know they would have had a lot more reps to to chart mm-hmm. these guys on and i think going with mitch was probably the safe way to go because he's been involved in the system a little bit more and you see how things unfold because there was so much uncertainty with the pandemic season last year and um you know that i, th- I think that was one of the things that made the decision so difficult last year to me i would like to see the, uh, a competition of a regular off season and then see who wins the job after that. Guys, we have to take a break. When we come back, more of your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Bob and Joliet, you'll be first up. Zach Zaveman with Ron Coomer and Tom Thayer until 5 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. What a treat we've got on this Saturday. Ron Coomer's along, so's Tom Thayer. Zach Zaveman with you here until 5 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. We've been talking a lot of football. We'll kind of swing into the basketball, baseball stuff uh, in just a little bit. But 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Out to the phones we go. Bob in Joliet. Good afternoon, my friend. You're on the score. Zach, you want to talk some business? Let's talk business. That's from the Godfather. Hey, let me give you an update from Will County here. Um, uh, 30, 30 bucks spa, uh, 30 buck uh, tavern is open. Fair Brothers restaurants open. Uh, Coop's Corner is open. Here's my question: Since the Ryan Pace regime, what players has he either traded, let go, not signed, whatever the word is, that have gone on in the NFL and prospered? Thank you. Bye. Thanks for the call, Bob. I, I think there are players that, uh, and this happens with every team, you know, the, the one that stands yeah. out to me is just the jump that Leonard Floyd made in his first season as a member of the Rams, but he got in with the right system, you know, Brandon Staley uh, brought him in as the defensive coordinator, was familiar with him from their days in Chicago, and uh, I, I think it was a natural fit playing alongside Aaron Donald and and having that kind of attention paid to him, which is kind of what they were hoping would happen with Khalil Mack, and it it just didn't. Well, it it can, though. I mean, I I still have a great deal in faith, and when I watch the work ethic of Khalil Mack, I still think it can happen. You know, I think of a guy like Adrian Amos going over to Green Bay. You know, he's a Mm -hmm. guy that has gone on to really solidify the safety position over – 
in Green Bay, and uh, you know, I guess you you know have to scan the the rosters to find a couple more if if there are any. And to be fair, Ryan you could make that case. Yeah, go ahead. You could make that case for every team. I mean, that's those are those are questions that for fan bases, I, I you understand and they're frustrating and they're you know when you see a guy that an organization just didn't you know give the opportunity to or it didn't work out and they go somewhere else and they flourish. Every team in every team sport has a boatload of those guys that that happens to. That's just the nature of the game in general. So you, to me, I, I always have a hard time holding accountable a general manager or a head coach for all of those. Some of them are very glaring. We've had a few in baseball. I was a part of one when the Twins let go David Ortiz and for for a million dollars. They just let him go, and he ended up in Boston turning himself into basically a Hall of Fame player. Um, but every group has those players. Yeah, and, and let's be fair. Ryan Pace has also hit some home runs with guys mm-hmm. that – other people let go, whether it's Akeem Hicks and what he's done up front defensively for the Bears. Allen Robinson's a great example. Yeah. You know, he's turned himself uh, consistently into one of the best receivers in the league. It's, I always look at it this way. Ryan Pace sees the same stuff that we see on game day. I mean, he's correctly identified over his time as Bears GM. He's correctly identified what some of the issues are. Sometimes, though, the solution to the problem hasn't been the best. You know, the year 2017, when it became obvious that it was time to part ways with Jay Cutler, you know, he tried to attack the quarterback position from two different angles. The veteran quarterback, the unfortunate thing is he ended up signing Mike Lennon, and then through the draft, and he drafted Trubisky. But the approach was right. The solution wasn't. That's why he... I, I truly believe he knows exactly what's ne- the same stuff that frustrated you last year when you watched the Bears. Ryan Pace understands what the issue is. It's just there are two parts to being a, a, a terrific general manager. One is identifying what the problem is and then finding the correct solution. Yeah, you know what's going to be interesting this year, though, Zach and Coombe, is because of the salary cap drop, you're going to see so many experienced, quality veterans that are released from other teams. I think you're going to get a better understanding of every general manager in the league. What is their diamond in the rough out there that got released that we can afford for a new contract that has the ability to change our team? And I don't think the Bears are going to be exempt from looking over at that list to see who can immediately is a plug-and-play type of veteran that we're going to have to adjust his contract. And so I, th- I think that'll be interesting over the next uh, several weeks to watch in some of the release talent of, of good players out there. Now, Coom, be honest. Did you know when you were in Minnesota with David Ortiz that he had the potential to be what he became? I don't think anybody, I think everybody would be lying if they said you you saw a superstar hitter um, in Minnesota. I think what happened, and, and as much as I've praised our manager back then, he also, you know, he had a certain style, Tom Kelly, that he wanted for his young players to play and how to play. And um, it didn't really fit David and it wasn't going to fit him. And when he went to Boston, they allowed, they freed him up to be more of a free swinger and elevate the baseball and hit the ball in the air. And when they did that, they unleashed a guy that all of a sudden became, you know, a, a real threat. And then as his confidence built, um, it really became, you know, he became a star in the game. But then nobody knew the ability he had to elevate his game in, in big, you know, in game situations like the World Series where you don't know how you're going to perform in those playoff settings with a game on the line until you're in them, right? I mean, you know, we can all say, well, we did it growing up. Well, we were better than everybody else growing up in, our, in the leagues when you were playing as a younger person. But to do it at the top level, 
Um, I don't think anybody knows how, who's going to perform at what until you're in that situation. And, you know, there's, David was elite at that, at that time of, of a season where the game's on the line, you're game seven of a World Series, and I don't know if there's anybody that's been any better than him. So, you know, you just don't know what you got, but um, it's pretty it, – he was a really good offensive player um, that the Twins just let go. Hey, Coom, so you get a player like that that has an opportunity to reinvent himself mid-stride and then become the superstar at the plate that he became. But I was reading a report today, and it said from 2012 to 2020, the pitchers that Theo Epstein picked are not on the roster anymore. And then as we are talking about quarterback, is, is there an identifiable trait that you would stay away from if you saw a, picture, a pitcher as you were scouting them? And it's like a quarterback. You say, okay, we, he does this, this, and this well, but we need to develop this aspect of his game. What is the separation between identifying pitching talent and not necessarily comparing them to quarterback that separates them mm-hmm. from identifying the talent to ultimately succeeding? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a great question, Tommy, because it's a, it, it's a very tough question to answer, to be quite honest with you, because you – you have um, the injury issue for pitchers uh, is, is so prevalent with their elbow that you could have a guy that's taking off and then all of a sudden he blows up his elbow and he's out for a year and a half with Tommy John surgery. Um, the one thing that, that everybody is looking at now is they are looking at velocity. And if you have the body and the arm to be able to throw the ball at a high rate of speed. So you're able to uh, throw throw the ball into the mid-90s. Um, the more guys that you have that way, the more, you know, the roll of the dice that some of them are going to pan out. Um, and that's what you're seeing. That's the, the commonality of, of Major League Baseball right now. Everybody's got their bullpen loaded with 95 to 100 mile an hour fastball guys. Um my, my biggest thing about our game today, when, when I would scout, if I were a pro scout right now, I would want to sit down with these young people and find out what their knowledge is of our game. I would, wanna, I would want to have dinner with that person and talk to them. Because I think when you, when you start talking, and you don't have to be a, an Ivy League person, to have great knowledge of baseball. Thank God, because I wouldn't have made it if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Taft College was no Notre Dame, buddy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I understood our game, and I knew how to play our game, and I knew how to play at a winning level because I understood baseball. But I would want the understanding of, of knowing these kids when you're going to pay them 10, 12, 15, 20 million dollars. You want to understand that you have somebody that understands the nuances of our game and how they're going to get better as opposed to, and I'll use one of our old pitching coaches' um, terms. He said, We don't have pitchers, we got projectile throwers. They throw this projectile at a target and hope that things work out. And to me, you do have a lot of that in Major League Baseball. And I, and I look, and that was a Major League pitching coach that said that. And I just shook my head and went, wow, okay. So um, that's the one thing in this, in this pre-draft where you're talking about these kids and they're going to get to the big leagues quick because of the money and, what they, and their ability. Boy, I, I, I really want to talk to them and find out what you have first. I think that... The mental side of our game, and you see it now with some of the guys the Cubs have, the mental side of our game now has been lost a little bit, and I think it's it's something that can be taken back if you teach them properly. Well, so if you have a guy that's an extreme velocity guy and you're enamored with him because he's throwing those high numbers, or you have a chance to go see a Kyle Hendricks or a Greg Maddox, What's attracting you to those types of guys as opposed to the velocity? Is it that conversation you have about their knowledge of being on the mound? It is. So to me, 
you know, there was a lot made here a few months ago when the, when the Cubs traded Darvish and they got Zach Davies. Well, Davies' ERA over the last few years is in the mid-threes. He just doesn't get people out the way Darvish did. He gets people out a lot like Kyle does. Um, but when you talk about understanding pitching and how to get people out with your stuff, I would bet, and I've never talked to, to Davies, but boy, I've sure talked to Kyle. Kyle understands pitching, and he understands pitching with what he has to to bring to the table. And that's my biggest that's my biggest thing is is right now, or let's say here in a little bit in the past, it's like every you almost want to clone everybody. Everybody's got to be a high four seam fastball guy and throw 95 miles an hour. And then some of these guys, like, you know, the sinker has been eliminated because everybody's talking about this swing angle and, and launch angles and all these things. Well, Greg Maddox was a sinker changeup guy. I think it worked out pretty good for him. And there were some pretty good hitters in the league during that 18-year period or 20-year period he pitched. So there, I think you have to understand who you're dealing with, what they have, and then let them pitch to their skill set not just, you know, it's not cloned baseball, right? I mean, you can't, you know, you can't clone everybody. So that, that's one of those things for me that I look at and go, not everybody's going to pitch the same way to get people out. And um, I think from the shoulders up, that's, that's the, biggest, the biggest thing I would be concerned about if I were scouting right now. I'm fascinated by what you just said, Coom. When we come back on the other side of this break, I want to ask you specifically, you know, say you had an opportunity to, to sit down and, 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 and grab a meal with, with the people that you talked about. What are the specific questions that you're asking in order to know the, the baseball acumen that's on the other side? Ron Coomer is with us. Tom Thayer is here as well. I'm Zach Saban. You can join us at 312-644-6767. We're here until 5 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.